Fuji and welcome to another episode of What's Your Jersey. Guys, I just like body pumped it because my guest this week is the best little body pumper and that's not even the word I'm supposed to be using. I don't even know what it is, but this is going to be a very dance influenced pod. I am fucking excited and I'm sorry to curse. I'm sorry if you're riding home from work, but someone's got to feel like cursing at one point, right? It happens when you're passionate when you're a passionate Italiano like myself. I'm a little Irish too. Don't get me wrong. I'm not one hundo, but it is what it is, meatballs. Uh, I just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for rating, reviewing, and coming back to spend some time with, with your girl. Um, I also, I want to say a little shout out to some of my listeners because you guys have been reaching out and I love the feedback. I love all the awesome, encouraging words you're sending. I feel like I'm like here hanging out with you too. So thank you, Lindsay J. Sellis. I hope I'm saying that right. Maria Gonzalez, Catherine Halloran, and Jackie M. Morris. Some of you are big fans of the Adderall and Compliments podcast, and you've crossed over to this, and I so appreciate it. You guys are the shit. Um, Yeah, it's been a week. It's been a really busy week. There's a lot going on. Uh, I just want to get into it. Uh, Update, the air conditioning's fixed, guys, so I'm not sitting here sweating my ass off with my hot, hot guest. She's like in fuego in the sense that like she's got a Coke bottle body. Not like she's sweating all over the place. Uh, I'm bringing you on, girl. This this chick, actually, you can check out on the second season coming up of, is it hashtag millennials or millennials? Yes, it's hashtag millennials. Season four, actually, but Ooh. this is my second season on it. This is her second season on it. God, what a sexy voice. Um, it's an AT- AT&T original series. Yeah, yes. DirecTV, AT&T, Uver, it's like both those people. Oh, yeah. Um, you you can catch a lot of her stuff on the All Deaf Digital Network. She's the producer of Stand Up to the Streets Comedy yes. Show. Yes, that's at the Comedy Store. And it's going to the New York Comedy Festival Thursday, November 9th. So mm-hmm. get tickets for that. She also has a movie coming out called Big Bear. She plays Susan. And I just saw your red carpet photos. And you slayed that look. Uh, and she played Ginger Spice in a little go 90 uh what we call it a parody i yeah it was yeah. like a 90s parody for go 90 we yeah. had so much fun it baby like the best yeah i was baby's yes mm-hmm. it was the best ever we danced our asses off um and i like to think that you're like a real life jessica rabbit if jessica rabbit had street cred yeah i like to think that too personally yeah. that's definitely up my alley for sure <laughs> i think that too uh welcome to the podcast thanks Heidi for Heath having Flett. me it's I so know. great fellow dancer on tuesday day <laughs> so excited that you're coming I and know. dancing and I got some of a sneak preview of what Jacqueline's doing on Tuesday and I would definitely be there if I were you guys this oh. is not a live show to be missed oh I love that yeah I wish we could like stream it out to everyone I know I wish so too but the comedy store actually has really good lawyers and they're very strict on filming oh. so that's um well then so you guys just fly to <laughs> Los Angeles yeah uh, maybe fly over on Monday you we can yeah. hang out you can maybe come to a rehearsal yeah DM me and let me know and then yeah. You'll go to the show, but buy tickets now because it's probably sold out in like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Heidi's my dance captain. Mm-hmm. Yes. I would like to talk about the first time I ever actually physically met Heidi. Um, you seem like the captain of your crew. I don't know if you remember this. I was upstairs at Greenblatt's Deli, mm. uh, which is next to the Laugh Factory in Hollywood. 
And I was eating with a bunch of comics I don't remember. And all of a sudden, this bitch strolled <laughs> up upstairs. <laughs> I think you were wearing, it was probably like a basketball jersey as a dress, maybe. Sounds like me. Hoop earrings. And I feel like there was maybe a fur coat or uh, something. Sounds just like me. And I was just like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm kind of, sometimes I look at myself and I'm like, am I a parody? Like, <laughs> am I am I sarcastically dressing myself as well? Like, is is this a joke? Yeah. No, I recently, who was it? There was some like Instagram model who has 4.5 million followers and she posted a picture in this like amazing light pink furry trench coat, fake fur. Um, and it was like, let your clothes speak for your personality. And I was like, yes, and that explains Heidi to a T. Yeah. I mean, I think my clothes explain that I'm broke, which is true. <laughs> so there's a lot of things that get mixed in and you're like, I don't know why those are together. I'm like, because that's all that's clean right now. You're that's like <laughs> bougie and broke though. I'm, oh, I'm the bougiest broke person there possibly is. <laughs> like it's insane. I don't even know how I get by with my taste. My taste is yeah, broken bougie. And That's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. That makes you like wifey material. Like if you could stay broken bougie, like just in case like someone gets into like hard times, like yeah. the, you'll always still look make good. them look good. Yeah. I know. That'll yeah, that is true. I should put that on my wifey list. I'll be like, <laughs> listen, if you're going through a hard time, ain't nobody going to know, baby. We got at least three months. All right. I can pull <laughs> off. I can pull off bougie and broke for three months. I love that. That's great. Um, I don't think a lot of athletes could pull off bougie and broke that are um, hanging around no. these days. Oh, they can't. I feel like it's like all in or out, like one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. This brings us to our Just Enough with Jacqueline segment. Okay. Yes. Um, guys, for any meatballs out there, I call my listeners meatballs. I like by that. The way. Yeah, it's cool. Heidi has some meatballs in front of her. She I do. I need eat to them. eat them. No, yeah, I do need do. to eat them, actually. I need to but heat them up. This, at I one also point. have rose in front of me. Yeah. So <laughs> the choices are obvious. It cancels out the meatballs. Yeah. Uh, for anyone that hasn't listened before, Just Enough with Jacqueline, this is a segment for anyone that doesn't really know that much about sports, but wants to talk just enough for the week about it. Yay. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on. There's a lot politically mm. going on with sports that I'm kind of just, I feel like it's just overdrive with it. Like this week, like everyone, that's all everyone's talking about. So I just kind of want to skim it because I think we all know what's happening everyone's taking knees yeah we we have left it to the football players to solve racism <laughs> and i don't know why we decided that it was their job but yeah we've decided that football players know how to put an end to racism so yeah so good for them but it's opened up this whole other arena of talking about like football players that are abusive and all this stuff and i just feel like let's just focus on the game yeah let's focus on the game yeah like taking the knee is before the game has started so I don't agree with the whole, I, this is the one thing, I, the problem I have. I feel like no one should call them sons of bitches. Like I just. No need. That comment. Unnecessary. It was just so unnecessary. And that's what makes me angry. Um, but I feel like just let football players play football. And beforehand, if they want to take a knee, take a knee. Everyone's open to their own freedom of speech and opinion. Yeah. Because we live in a free country, supposedly. Ish. Mm, yep. Ish. <laughs> Ish. It feels like Free-ish. right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you can send comments and DMs our way if you want. Yeah. But I feel like let's get back to the game. Let's just get back to what it's about. Because I feel like all we ever talk about is Trump. And I get it. It's yeah. politics. It's happening. But like, leave my football alone. Right. <laughs> Wait, let's talk about the game. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> um, I want to talk about the top five ranked teams this week in the NFL. Guys, we're in it. The season's happening. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Who's your team? Do you have a team? Uh, I don't know. My boyfriend's team is Green Bay Packers. <laughs> so I think that I have to beat Green Bay Packers or something. Uh -huh. But 
Uh, I'm California, so, like, I think we're the Rams now. <laughs> but, like, we used to be the 49ers. Do the 49ers still exist? They, they're there. Oh, cool. They're still kicking. They're playing. Are they in 49th place? Is that... About. Yeah. 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 Out of 50 teams, right? Yeah. There's 50 teams. Look at you. Yeah. I know. You some know stuff. just enough. I know just enough. So I should be pretty <laughs> good at this. <laughs> well, your green, your boyfriend's Green Bay Packers yeah. are ranked number four in this top five list. Oh. oh. Yeah. So that's a good team to root for right now. Okay. It, cool. It'll stay exciting for you. They'll okay. Be in great. the playoffs. Like, I'm, I'm not a fan of them. They kicked the Giants out of the playoffs last year. Oh. Ever Aaron Rodgers, you're dead to me. Um. Anyway, number five is Denver Broncos. Number four, the Green Green Bay Packers, number three, New England Patriots. You're welcome. Whatever. Uh, number two, <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs, and number one, Atlanta Falcons for oh, wow. the week. Atlanta Falcons. I know, right? I like it. Do you know they just put a Chick-fil-A in their stadium? Really? But Chick-fil-A's are closed on Sundays, so it's only open for two games this season. <laughs> That's hilarious. I know. Whose call was that? Chick-fil-A or the Falcons? It's so, I feel like Do they just write that off as advertising? Like, uh, I mean, I'm talking about it, so. It must be, they must be like, you know what we'll do? We'll put a store. That, that is hilarious. <laughs> Chick-fil-A. You're, you're petty. You're petty. You and your God are petty. Get it together. Yeah. <laughs> they have good, what's the sauce from there I like? I can't remember the name of it. It's like tropical or Hawaiian. I don't mm, know. Yeah. Have to try Polynesian. It. That's mm, it. Mm. That's it. It's a good sauce. Uh, fantasy football this week. Yeah, I'm in last place in my league. It's not good. Oh, you are in fantasy football? Yeah, I do play it. Wow. I know. It's the worst. No, I mean, people, <laughs> it's not. I, lots of people are into it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just got to find your people. <laughs> I won't. Have you? Seen? I won't be playing that. I but I used to when I was like twenty one. There was this thing called um, fantasy football, like news, and I was a, I was a correspondent for fantasy football league. So I would go record this segment in like Long Beach, and they would if you oh it was called fantasysportsgirl.com. So if you look up fantasy sports girl, there's probably still videos of when I used to do it. Oh my god! I and I would this. give like sports analysis on fantasy football. So would someone write a? Script oh yeah, yeah, for yeah! You? Everybody wrote it for me. I just read it off a teleprompter. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't know what was going on. It's kind of like the just enough segment. Like I've just written this yeah. for you, and you're just talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm just talking about it. Just yeah. sliding right through. I love it. You're sliding it through. I think fantasy football has become like a full time job. Like I need someone managing my team for me because Ooh. I forget to set it. That's the problem. Is it like an online thing? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You got to do it before like a certain point in the week. Like I should be doing it right now, but this is more important. I mean, Facebook is basically fantasy friends league, so it takes up the same amount of time, right? Like it's no, no real players no. in your life, but you do still have to like and comment and set it up for the week and it's all that so stuff. It's so true. I actually posted something on my Facebook. Does your Facebook ever like is have like debates going back and forth like people commenting stuff and like all of a sudden it turns into like a full-fledged debate yeah yeah I usually just like to when people do that I like to comment back just the letter k like on people's <laughs> thing just to just as a neutralizer like k cool cool you done great <laughs> that's how I feel I'm showing Heidi this and I almost want to like screenshot it so people can see I've never oh, had wow. this. I, I posted a thing about Dale Henson, who I is that. a Dallas sportscaster, yeah. and I just liked what he had to say. What say. he had to say, yeah. I don't know why I can't speak well right now. I've had like three sips of rosé, um, and I got paragraphs, essays. What is it called? A thesis? People have <laughs> submitted their theses <laughs> on this video. I mean, I appreciate the passion, but like, I didn't interject until it was a guy and a girlfriend 
just going back and forth and like it started to get kind of mean and that's when yeah. I was like okay guys like this has been fun yeah like let's just keep it chill um I don't know do you ever have that happen yeah, yeah. I again I just write K. K I like it K like because then it 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 doesn't they they you can't say anything to K you can say things to KKK but you can't say anything <laughs> to just K like K because you're like oh, do you feel better now like you've Really express yourself. That's it. Yeah. Uh, on a happy note, guys, yeah. this is the last just enough fact for the week. 12-time NBA All-Star guard Dwayne Wade is signing with the Cavaliers. Oh, yeah. And that's my boyfriend's basketball team because he's from Ohio. Look at that. Are you from? You know, no, I'm you're not. From, I've from spent uh, a month in Ohio filming a movie. And um, what part? Uh, right in wherever Ohio State is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, I think. Where he went to Ohio State. Oh, my God. So one of the guests I used to have, Drew Carter, or I had on oh, the podcast. Oh, he knows Drew Carter. Oh They're friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, he's friends with Drew Carter because up. because he went. The, I don't know if, you're care, if your people care about this, but him and Drew went out to lunch. And um, I've mentioned my boyfriend 10 times in this podcast because I haven't had a boyfriend in 10 years. Um, so he was like, oh, I met this girl. She's super great. And then Drew was like, I did a podcast with her. And he was like, what? Because Kate Quigley and I did a podcast Aww. with him. Isn't he great? Yeah, he's great. I love Drew. Yeah. He's got a lot of Ohio pride and I feel like it like osmosed into me. Yeah. Because he's such like a positive, like happy, uplifting so person. So is like so weird. I'm like, yeah. this is what they breed you like in Ohio? It is though because I said that to Drew. I was like, it's the nicest people I've ever met in my entire life. We're in Ohio. Yeah. I don't understand it. Why are you guys so nice? Yeah, Ohio. <laughs> what's up? <laughs> I know. So yeah, Ohio. That's cool. So good for you. Now you have Dwayne and LeBron. I know, but I think they said LeBron's probably going to leave next year, but yeah. I want just stay for a little bit, LeBron. Just, <laughs> just stay, stay LeBron. It's we fine. want you to stay. <laughs> Rihanna. Stay. <laughs> oh, good song. Yeah. That's a good karaoke song if yeah. you can do it. Nope. Can't. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. <laughs> uh, LeBron also has good comedic timing. I've said this before on yeah. the podcast that I think he was the best part of Trainwreck. Um, I didn't see Trainwreck. Yeah. But I believe that LeBron was the best part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your favorite female comedian? Do you have one? Um, my favorite female comedian. Um, let me see if I who I want to say. Or someone you respect or looked up to or influenced you. An inspiration. I mean, there are multiple, so I'm just trying to. Um, you can do like a talk. I mean, I would say you know the classics for me. <laughs> the classics. Um. <laughs> You know, I look up to Whitney in her um, execution of her career. Yes. I look up to Chelsea Peretti's dryness. Um, I look up to Sarah Silverman for just kind of being this all-around beautiful, cool girl. Um, not that beauty counts or anything, but I do think that sometimes it's fun to be like, I just remember there was like one specific thing. Uh, the The specific thing I mean about that is on the red carpet one time, someone was like, look at you, Sarah. Like, wow. And like did this whole like, look at how amazing you look, you know, because she's normally in a hoodie or whatever. And she was like, oh, do you mean to tell me I look like an Emmy nominee? Like, I just think that like sometimes in our society, people think that 
people look like sorry there's an Eric and Jesse on right now or yeah, I don't e know what this playing in the background. E is playing in the background I think sometimes people think that beautiful is something that like people wake up with lashes on and it, it anyways I feel like I'm kind of digressing but no I love it um, we want to hear stuff like that. yeah like Sarah's like got this really cool natural uh, dopeness about her and um, and uh, I, I also like Lunell's like brashness um I like what other female comedians would I say I look up to I feel like I'm missing a really key one which is kind of pissing me off right now um you named some really good ones I feel like I'm really missing there's like someone that I'm really missing that I can't think of right now what I like about your comedy is like you are who you are yeah and I think that's that's something to be said for. Or that's I didn't mean to right say, thing. yeah, I meant to say thanks. <laughs> You're like, yeah. No, yeah. But that was again on brand with yeah. Heidi. Yeah. Uh, myself. <laughs> no. And you've always been that way from the second I've met you. And every time I see you on stage, it's really nice to see you like evolving. You're still yourself, but like, right. You especially say thanks again. Yeah. There. <laughs> I don't know. Just keep doing you. You definitely seem like you've gotten your, you're comfortable in your skin. I hope so. Even though it breaks out, I'm comfortable in it. Oh God, I still, guys, uh, I know acne. for those who listened last week, I had a colony growing on my chin. I Ugh. said it was our third guest. It's gone down. It's not really a colony. It's more just a scab now because I can't stop picking it. This one. Oh God. I yeah. thought this was supposed to stop I after know. high school. Yeah. I digress. Anyway, I want to know what your jersey is. Where are you from? You said California. Yeah, I'm from the central coast of California. Um, I moved a lot as a kid and then came down to L.A. So, like, my jersey for, like, football, basketball, baseball, like, all of them or what? I So, this is called What's Your Jersey? And so, my jersey is New Jersey because that's where I'm from. So, yeah. let's get into, like, where you grew up. It's not about sports. Oh, it's not. <laughs> I was like, which jersey? You're like, wait. No. I oh, yeah. Know, like, like, what made you who you are? Um, I moved a lot as a kid. I bounced around a lot. They didn't really know what to do with me. So, I kind of raised myself. I lived in Morro Bay, Cayuca, San Luis Obispo, Santa Maria. Um, How did you remember all that as a kid? what where I lived <laughs> I just moved around a lot I and then I finally was like listen you need to emancipate me and I'm gonna move to LA or you got to pick a high school and so then I went to high school in Morro Bay um, even though I really wanted to get emancipated and then I came down to LA when I was 17 um, where I grew up is a beautiful beach town um, it's gorgeous. It's like San Luis Obispo area. It's between two of the toughest prisons in California so um, it's is like this beautiful serene place that's kind of this Bermuda Triangle for very odd hard crimes and um but like young college town there's a lot of complexities happening in that area um there's like a lot of really Republican cowboys and then there's like a lot of like really liberal surfers so it's like uh this really weird pocket of California that is gorgeous that nobody ever goes to because where it is on the coast if you're driving that far you usually take the five to go up to San Francisco so no one's usually taking the 101 that long so it gets kind of bypassed um and but like my high school was on the beach like the 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 baseball field like basically touched the sand of the beach um That's and cool. that was cool and then I came to L.A. My parents are from L.A. My father grew up in Santa Monica. My mother grew up in East L.A. Um, 
And I feel like that's what your dichotomy is. It is my <laughs> dichotomy. And I'm I'm still actually trying to find out a way to because I do feel like there are two sides of me that sometimes people will be like, oh, she playing on who she is. And then they'll be like, oh, no, it's actually authentic. And so I do feel like I have to not in a bipolar way, but no, no, I'm a little scrappy. Yeah, you are. And. Not to not to no. give you a personality. Uh, yeah, no, I know. Yeah, but the cool thing I love this about you is that you seem like kind of like hard and like yeah. you have this edge to you where like I don't know certain like I could see you releasing a rap album. I um, wish I could. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and like you definitely are more in touch with like an urban culture and like yeah. that side of you. But yeah. then you're also really down to earth, right. and you can be really girly, and like you can seem like you're a beach girl. I'm a big softy on the inside. Exactly. It's all my hardness is just to protect. It's such a classic textbook thing. Like I'm just rough on the exterior because a bitch be crying. I mean, you hurt my feelings. I will fucking cry. I am a crier, not a fighter. I'll be like, I just don't understand why you don't like I try my best and maybe I'm defensive, but it's because so yeah, I'm a little bitch on the inside, like such a little bitch. Oh like, my god, that was so cute. Yeah, yeah. God damn it, she's a cute crier, guys. It's so uh, annoying. That's a cute fake crier. Cute I haven't seen crier. the real thing. Yeah. No, that was good. One more glass, and you'll see the real. I thing. love it. <laughs> no, there's another bottle in there. We have tequila. We have vodka here. I'm not a monster, guys. I provide. Yeah, I'm not a monster either. I'm just Irish. Yeah, exactly. I have a little Irish in me. She's got this fabulous mane of red hair. I always, I think, I always have guests on that have better hair than I do because oh. they all have real hair. <laughs> I stopped claiming good hair when Beyonce Becky. released. Yeah, she ruined it for when you. When she was like <laughs> Becky with the good hair, I was like, oh no, my hair average. I don't got no good hair. Oh no, no. So when people like you have beautiful hair, I'm like, uh-uh. Don't say that. <laughs> so don't say that, Beyonce. Don't um, say that. When you were growing up and like moving around a lot, were you dancing or performing at that age, or like yeah. when did that come into play for you? Um, when I was nine, I did my first professional theater at the Oceano Melodrama. Shut up. Um, and as professional theater, we would put on a play. And then um, at the intermission, uh, I would bust the tables. My first play there was um, A Christmas Carol. So I was dressed in kind of like a peasant outfit. And I would bust the tables. And then like all the little old ladies would be like, you know that you look like um, Melissa Gilbert from Little House on the Prairie. And then they would do like a vaudeville review. And um, that was the first professional theater I worked at. And then I did, like, I even did uh, uh, Tom Sawyer there, which was supposed to be Zac Efron. So Zac Efron was the original Tom Sawyer. And then uh, he booked, like, a pilot. We were, like, 12. And and Zac would be like, Heidi, you're really good. Why don't your parents drive you down to L.A.? Hence me trying to get emancipated. Um, And, uh, but they never did. Uh, And... (laughs) Um, that's fine. I don't mind struggling in my early thirties. Um, it's fine too. I, every year I would come home from like high school, college and beg my parents to quit so I could just move to New York city. I would sneak on trains to go in and take, yeah, I'd be like, I just want to be a professional actor. And they're like, you're getting your degree. Right. And now I'm doing the same thing in my (laughs) thirties. Yeah. And you're like, cool. I think I told you guys, but, um, Uh, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. So I was, I was doing professional theater and, and and so, and you get it, you were sneaking onto trains Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah. And I was driving, um, there's like four professional theaters on the central coast. So depending on what I was booked on, I'd drive like either 20 minutes or 45 minutes or an hour to whatever rehearsal I was at. Uh, I mean, once I got my license before then, uh, usually my grandma would drive me. Um, you're really close with your grandma. Aren't you? Yeah. Very close with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
she's dope she's but um she's a she's a solid human being that's amazing yeah she's always supportive of you in your career or yeah <laughs> as of late yeah as of late, <laughs> yes. i love it it's nothing but a fresh movie release will make everybody believe in you again oh, um, can you tell because i like to talk uh red carpet stuff and like getting ready for big events yeah with the meatballs um can you tell everyone what you were planning on wearing to the red carpet and what happened last minute? Yeah, actually, yeah, there was a whole story behind that. I went out shopping like the day before. I think I was texting you about staying for the streets and I was like, oh, I'm under pressure. And I found this really cute um, black short dress at Nordstrom Rack and I was like, cool, great. And then I had to shoot it all deaf. Digital. During the all day, deaf, all deaf digital. The day of the premiere... And then all of a sudden it dawned on me. I was like, oh, shoot. It gets dark at night now. And I basically bought a summer dress. And my boyfriend lives downtown. And I, like, didn't have anything else. I tried to, like, stop by the alley. I, like, walked around in the alley for, like, two hours. And I was Ugh. like, there's nothing else here. And, um, or maybe an hour or whatever. I had to do my own hair and makeup because I didn't think that I would be done with shooting or anything in time to get someone there to actually do it. And then I was just like, I was like looking at my boyfriend. I was like, babe, dude, I was like, I can't because my character in the movie is a stripper, a tasteful stripper. I don't do any like actual real stripping. Um, her name's Crystal Susan. Her stripper name is Susan. Her real name is Crystal. Um, and a respectful stripper. A respectful stripper. She's pretty cool. Um, uh, story, I'm yeah, sure. yeah. And uh, anyways, I was like, I can't show up in this mini dress when I play a stripper and like, um, and it's going to be dark. And I was like, can I borrow one of your jean jackets? And he let me borrow this dope jean jacket that he has that is like Bart Simpson with Cameron in like a ca like Cameron's classic like pink fur um, <laughs> outfit. And threw that jean jacket on and just and that's what I did I did my own hair and makeup but I was very stressed out then there was like insane traffic this car almost hit us and I was like oh man I need these pictures or else no one's gonna believe I have a career that's so sad yeah I'm like the, the picture happens I'm like I said like not even about the movie I'm like I just need the Getty image I need those Getty images I have to be here this yeah. is real talk guys yeah it was like because it's like if I would have missed those pictures and just like talked about the fact I was in a movie it wouldn't mean as much to people no. the work didn't the funniest thing about those pictures, though, you look so chill and like oh, you had thanks. no worry in the world. No, <laughs> I was I was, was shiny, sober. I, I was like, oh, is a bar open yet? <laughs> like I was so stressed out, almost missed all the photos, like so close to almost missing all the photos. And yeah, no. You so that great. was that night. So I'm glad they turned out so well because I, I was stressed. You would never know from the pictures yeah, at that's all. The lie we tell people. Isn't it funny, guys? Yeah. That's just us being real. I think that's a great fashion advice thing, though. Like sometimes I like uh, just a cool jacket over anything. Mm -hmm. Like my favorite thing to wear on stage, and I don't care. They're probably out of style now, but I started this maybe like two years ago. A bomber jacket. I have all love different bomber, kinds of bomber jackets. jackets. They're my favorite type of jacket. Yeah, I love that with a good stretchy jean because yeah. I like to do some physical stuff. You yeah. know, I don't like to be restricted. Restricted, right? Yeah, so any good jacket over like a little slip dress. Yeah. This is advice from Heidi, guys. Yeah, guys. I think it's perfect. I love jean. I love denim. I know. I'm a denim girl. But are you in love with the Britney Justin denim ensemble? <laughs> well, I don't know what my life would be without that image in my mind. So 
<laughs> the fact that I have that image in my mind, I'm always grateful for that. Well, how do you feel about couples matching? Oh, man. I think that it actually inevitably accidentally ends up happening. Like even like you, when you have like really good friends mm-hmm. and you guys end up dressing alike. Um, I've seen some cute old couples, even like, you know, the things where they like have like the one thing on one side and like the one like she's with me or together since 1952. Like you're like, all right, they just don't give a fuck anymore. Like they're like, <laughs> whatever. And after a certain point, if you want to dress, <laughs> you know, if you guys want a little matchy matchy, that's fine. I mean, they live your life, man. Like, I don't know. Fuck it. It's embarrassing. I mean, I think it does happen like yeah. accidentally where my main squeeze and I will sometimes like he'll come pick me up and then we'll be like, fuck. Yeah, exactly. Like you just don't mean to. It just accidentally no. ends up happening. It just like, happens. I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's not my fault. We hang out a lot. We got similar things. <laughs> and I wear like sometimes my stuff is can be very like boyish. So it's like. You have the same clothes. I love stealing stuff from guys. <laughs> my dude gave me a jacket the other day. He's like. <laughs> Except he all fit and stuff. So he'll be like, this is too big for me. I'll be like, too big for you. (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) I want you to give some advice to the meatballs. Because you did say, you mentioned your boyfriend 10 times because you've been single for 10 years. I want to know, being single for 10 years, how does this happen? Well, obviously, I'm still getting fucked. Yeah. Um, So it's not like. (laughs) It's not like she's like dried up. It's not like I'm dried up. I'm still having sex with people that were either good for me or not great for me. And I was kind of over it, like, just because, well, if we're going to be honest and not, like, funny, I would say I had a lot of personal work to do so that I could be in the position to kind of, like, actually be loved or give love. And because I had a lot of walls up. I feel like you're softer now. Not physically, but just, like, I've been hearing that. Personality-wise. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I had a lot of walls up. So, which, and, you know. A, a lot of the people I dated similarly had a lot of walls up, which only really lets you get so far. It's not all my fault. It's not all their fault. It's just humans. You can't break to, through that. Yeah. If no one's willing to. Yeah. So, um, I guess I was ready to meet him. However long we're together is how long we're together, which is great. But yeah, I was single for a long time. Um, a lot of times I had like sworn off men. I think the longest, I think I did like a year of not having sex at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and which is great, but also scary because if you let it go too long, then for I've done that and it almost becomes scary. To yeah. Me, where I was like scared to hop back on the saddle, pun intended. Yeah, totally. You're like, Oh, Ooh. Oh yeah. Like, and you're I like, am I, what am I welcoming in? back in? I shouldn't do that. You know? Like, yeah. so yeah. And meatballs are good. <laughs> Shout out to Marcos mm. down the street. Mm. I wish I could say I've had time for making meatballs, but a lot's going on. Mm. You yeah, know? you've been rehearsing. And been rehearsing a lot. Right. Um, I Oh, I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Stand Up to the Streets alum, Chris Red, mm. our friend. He just booked Saturday Night Live. Right? I know. It's pretty cool. Really cool. Right? What did he do on your show? Oh, my God. First of all, Chris Red is like an amazing dancer. I didn't know that. He's like a da- like could legit probably make it as a dancer. He'll probably like, dance a lot on SNL. Though. I hope so. They better utilize that um, talent. Yeah, he did some stuff with Be- Becky. They did like a backwards front flip. They <sighs> did like I, I mean I just uh, they did I actually they did some Missy Elliott stuff. Oh, they did which mm. Missy song? They did um not not. No, I, I think. Know which song that is. 
I think. Or, and then they did. Oh, no, no, no. They did. Where my is that? Where my is that? Oh, Where cool. my is that? And it was really funny because Becky just stood there while they said the N word a bunch. And Chris was dancing behind her. So it was or Chris was dancing behind her. I kind of let the mic drop. But it was uh, it was really funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. What did he do for his solo? He did. Um, 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 why can I not think of this song? He did. He did. He did this dance. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh man, I can't remember what his solo was now. You got. Wait. I wanted before we actually talked about this, and this just came up organically. I want you to explain to the meatballs what exactly this show is and how it became a show. Oh well, Justine Marino came to me and was like, "I want to do a dance battle comedy show." Justine's um, been on the podcast before. You guys love her. We had a very Britney Spears heavy episode. Oh yeah, she loved Britney. <laughs> and um, and she was like, "I want to do a dance battle comedy show. I want to do it with you." What do you think? And I was like, "Oh my god, amazing! Let's figure it out." So we took like three months to figure out the format, and then um, both the comedy store and the improv said that they could give us the space for a monthly show, but we decided that the comedy store was more the place to have it um, just because of the energy in the belly room and like being able to have the judges sit up there, you know, and like it was kind of an ode, I guess, to roast battle, but like, you know, kind of like gay roast battle where it's exactly. like fun and positive instead of negative and rough. Have and you done the roast battle? I haven't. I haven't either. I've been asked. I'm sure you've been asked. Oh yeah, I've been asked. I've been challenged by people that yeah. I don't feel are really on my level of comedy. <laughs> um, the roast battle has gone on to be on Comedy Central. They're on their yeah. third season now. Oh, it's a great show. It's a great show. I just don't think it's... I don't know. I think the television show is amazing because they use uh, real comics. I just think that sometimes in the undercard portion not to their fault at all no um but it's kind of like the open mic portion of the show i would say it's the open mic version of roast battle and i think that sometimes people think that they are comics because they do the open mic of roast battle and maybe that sounds like i'm throwing shade and possibly i am so no, you're throwing opinions yeah and opinions. everyone's free to it yeah <laughs> that's cool that's the i theme think of that this the podcast. undercard is the open mic version of roast battle <laughs> and i think that some of those people don't know how to write jokes i think they just know how to be mean and i'm not interested i'm not into mean i'm not into mean i'm into doing comedy funny and it can be it doesn't mean that and my comedy is sharp tongued and whatever but it has a joke at it and i'm not interested in people just being like a lot of the guys will be like you're a hoe because and i'm not super interested in and putting my time into that. I agree. Yeah. But all yeah, the so power I haven't to done you. It either. But I've gone battle. a bunch of times and I love the show. I think the I show is it. great. It's so fun. But that's but guys, I haven't participated yet. What I'm going to tell you about this stand up to the street show. And I hate that I sound so just girly when I say that. Oh, um, you sound great. Thank you. Uh, I literally after the last one texted Heidi and was like, I just want to thank you because it's all of my favorite things. And it just, I fangirl out when I sit in the audience because it's so positive. That's right. the best part of it. It's not mean. It's fun. It's all your, the best things about performing. It's right. You get to hear jokes and see stand up and there's celebrity judges and funny commentary. And then there's your favorite songs. Like there's songs that people pick that your body just involuntarily like, moves oh! to. You're like, oh, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. Like I didn't think I liked the thongs on this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like, right. This is 
You know, like I literally texted my partner and I was like, what will make people lose their minds? Right. You know, and that's just kind of the vibe of it. And I think that's what's so great about it is because it's bringing like positivity back into like the room. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. So you guys know I'm so happy. Yeah. So then we did it and and it's been great and we really love it. We have we asked Coach T to do it before we even had a date or who Coach T is to me, boss. Coach T is also the DJ for um, Roast Battle. That's so cool. And he's insanely good at his job Mm -hmm. and he um, is the nicest, sweetest great like his he's done live stuff with roast battle he's a insanely talented dj if you just look up dj coach t we're we're so lucky to have him he's great i love it i feel like when things are right everything happens organically and i feel like everything just worked with you guys i'm sure there was like road bumps and stuff along the way i mean there's like always i mean who doesn't have road bumps but it does feel like maybe since it is a positive show there's a lot of things that end up being positive there's a lot of support yeah do you have a favorite number that you and justine have done i think this number that we're gonna do is gonna be my favorite number i'm very excited we put our best foot forward on this one we really were like you know we've been asking comics to do more so we should do more so we stepped it up because we were like it's not fair of us to ask more of comics and for us not to step up our game so this is my favorite number that we're doing. Can you tell why everyone's stepping it up like a little extra for the show? Because Lance Bass is judging. <laughs> Lance Bass from InSync is judging. <laughs> it's great. Again, yes. if you're in LA on Tuesday, you should come. Yes. If you can get in. Yeah, if you can get in. Um, $5 tickets guarantees you a spot. You can buy those at thecomedystore.com or you can DM me for guest list. You just got to get your ass there early because guest list is first come, first serve. Okay. So I want to know... Okay, Heidi, um, you you were performing at these theaters. You moved to L.A. Yeah. When did you start doing comedy here? Well, when I first moved to L.A., I actually would watch comedy because I never had a fake ID and I didn't drink yet. So I would go hang out at the comedy clubs and watch comedy. Like when Josh was doing The Unknown and like... Who's Josh? Josh Adam Myers. There you go. Yep. I'm sorry. It's okay. There's <laughs> people here. That <laughs> when Josh Adam Myers was doing The Unknown, I'd go watch over there. I'd watch... I remember watching at the Ha Ha and like... I think I did stand up maybe like three times, maybe eight or seven years ago. Like I did the improv, I did like pig and whistle and I did somewhere else. And then I stopped. I don't know why I just stopped. Um, And but during the time when I would just watch, I made good friends with people who were doing comedy comedy regularly, like Ian Edwards and stuff. And I love Ian. Oh man, he's the best. About soccer guys. He's oh yeah, he does. So good. Yes, he does. Um. And, and maybe like, maybe like four or five years ago, Ian would ask me a lot, like, why are you not doing stand up? Like, you should be doing stand up. Like, you're funny. You should be doing stand up. And I'd be like, well, I haven't done it. It feels like it's too late. And then I guess it's like three years ago or less than three years ago. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go to Sal's and do an open mic. And um, I did an open mic. And then Jamar Neighbors, who I'd kind of known because of just me watching and because of mutual friends was like yo, you funny, you doing any other mics? And I was like, I don't know any other mics. And he was like, get in my car. And um, and and then he took me around to some other mics. And he that, used to come to my mic. I think you used to come yeah, with him too. Yeah. At Rock Paper. Yeah. That's how I met him at a mic. Yeah. So he was, he, um, I would say like Jamar and Ian were two people that really kind of 
pushed me to get back into what I had tried three times and what I had watched a million times. I just thought that I was an actress and not a comic because I thought comics worked so hard and I didn't think actresses did and I didn't think that I would be willing to work that hard. And it turns out I am because I actually like performing it as much as I like watching it, which is why I'm probably one of the only comics that laughs often at other people's Uh, jokes. I wish... (laughs) There it is. <laughs> Heidi, you know you got support in the room when you hear that laugh. <laughs> you can hear you. So we have a mutual friend, uh, Steph Zambari, yes. who's also been on the podcast. Yeah. Too. I love. Yeah. You love. She's great. And you can actually hear <laughs> Heidi laughing during Steph's sets on the TV series Funny Girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they made me come to all the tapings. Like the producers after the first ones was like, here is your schedule. I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> Well then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you have a great life. Yeah. No, so that's how I did t- comedy. That's but I've always watched it. I've always loved it. That's how I So yeah. I worked at the Laugh Factory for 2 years before oh, dope. ever starting oh, comedy. Dope. And it was a love of just watching it. Right. And even before I moved here, I was doing like off 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 Broadway in New York. Mm-hmm. And I was Dane Cook was probably the comic that I first you know, really, really gravitated to. Yeah, yeah. When I was in college and stuff. And I remember I would take the train in from New Jersey to the city and mm-hmm. I walked through Madison Square Garden and I saw Dane Cook tonight on the billboard and I just went in and for a hundred bucks bought a ticket by myself to right. Madison Square Garden, went to my rehearsal down in like Alphabet City and then came back and went to the show by myself. Like I always just loved, loved it. it. Yeah. But I never in a million years thought I would do right. it. Right, right. I know. I wonder why that happens. And then I kind of, I, I, I'm not going to lie, Chelsea Handler, not because. Oh my she, God, that's who I was forgetting. It was Chelsea fucking Handler. <laughs> yes. I was like, there's one person that I'm forgetting. Yeah. Love Chelsea. Love her. She's a Jersey girl. She went to the same high school my parents both did. Yeah. You guys would probably get along great. I, oh, I've met her once. Oh, she's cool. really sweet. I was, it was when I was waiting on her at the Laugh Factory and I uh-huh. remember being like, she's really cool because she has respect for servers. And that's the thing with me. If you're a dick yeah. to servers, yeah. you're a dick person. Yeah, you are. Yeah. It's just bad I went to Hooters. <laughs> you you would look hot in that outfit. Yeah, I did. I stuffed my bra. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. 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 I've been um, not eating carbs for your show, and I feel like I've gone down a cup size because of it. Wow. Do carbs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start eating carbs now so that I can increase my cup size. I think I need to start stuffing my bra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've started. I bought brown rice tortillas today. That counts as a carb. I didn't even know that you They're could get brown great, rice tortillas. Guys, but yeah. the struggles are real. It's been awkward. <laughs> Loey did the same thing, so did, you're not that's, alone. That's what when I heard that he did that. Yeah. Loey, who won last last month. Yeah. When I heard he was on like a strict diet yeah. and worked out a lot, I was like, oh shit! I've been to, <laughs> I've been just telling people I've been training for the VMAs. Yeah, you have been. Yeah. This I is have. the comedy show people work out for. <laughs> <laughs> Said no one ever in the comedy world. No. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. But yeah, Chelsea, I think I was like, oh, she's a Jersey girl. And I like her and I like her show. And I love everything she's doing. And then I heard of Pretty Funny Women. And so as like a bucket list thing, Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm just going to take this class. Mm -hmm. And that's how I met most of my best friends. I've talked about this before, like Rachel O'Brien, Annabelle Mm -hmm. DeSisto. And I also stopped. I did it for six months and then just stopped. Right. And then like, all right, I guess I did it. Yeah. It's kind of like, well, I did it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I I need to keep doing this. Right. Yeah. And that's how it was. Do you have any like crazy open mic stories? Mm. (laughs) 
I have one. I used to host an open mic on like right in the heart of Hollywood. Guys. Yeah. This is on Sunset. And I had a lot of homeless people that would come in and interrupt. And one yeah, night, this that's man, a classic. he came in and just grabbed the mic and pulled out his junk and put, picked up someone's coffee cup filled with coffee and started stirring it with his wow. member, which was very special. That was fun. I was like, I didn't realize I need security at a coffee shop. Yeah, that's pretty intense. That was aggressive. That wasn't really a... Open mics can definitely... um, (laughs) It's like Like invite the the mentally unstable. Oh, yeah. I had a girl push me up against a wall and put her hands on my neck. Why? Because she obsessed with me or something. Because you were funnier than her. Yeah. And she was angry. (laughs) So that was crazy. And I was like, I'm going to go now. Wow. Wow. Where was that? Was that comedy store? That was at the comedy store? Mm-hmm. Who do I need to murder? <laughs> I'll, I'll make let you call. know afterwards. Yeah, we'll talk about yeah. it after. Were you always funny as like a kid? Um, I definitely always uh, was making jokes. Like, so I definitely was always making people laugh. So I guess, yeah. You're always like a ham. What do you like better? Doing comedy or actually like dancing and acting? Um, I like the paycheck of acting. Yes. Um, so I will say that. Um, I actually think that at this point I'm better at acting. So I think that my strength is acting. Um, but I love comedy because it lets me be myself. Mm-hmm. And with acting, I feel like for a lot of the times, the reason that maybe my career was at a lull was because I was getting cast for things that weren't me. And then now, since I've been doing stand-up, they're like, oh, she's that? I didn't know she was that. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, because it's not like you can go into an audition and just 100% be yourself. You should be yourself in the role. But anyways, not if you're playing like hot girl number three. You don't get to be yourself. So, um, I love stand-up because it is enhanced acting. But I will say acting is for sure my first love. Um, yeah. But it's incomplete without acting. I agree. I'm in one big three way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're a little triple threat. Yeah. I well, love it. Well, comedy, I feel like, just gives you so many more layers. Yeah. You know, I felt like I got to a point living here, and I don't know about you, where no one wants to talk to you if you're like, I'm an actress. Right. And once you start doing stand-up, it like definitely opens up more doors. Yeah. You know? I agree. There's a whole nother. If you're like, good at it. If you're good at it, that's <laughs> where I was getting. <laughs> if, if you're, you're good, good at it. We're like pointing, <laughs> we're doing dance moves. Uh, if, if you're not you're good, good at it, it, then there's a whole other yeah, dark side yeah, of yeah. that. Um, and once you, it does open up doors, but there's a whole other side of the dark side of comedy. Which, yeah. Oh my God. I was flying back. I think this was last week from New York. And I watched the documentary Dying Laughing. Have you seen mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's depressing. Right. It's it's just there's so many comedy documentaries out there that I love, but uh, oh, I'm dying up here. Andrew Santino is also a oh, judge. Yeah, he's judging. Yeah, he's judging too. Yeah. I'm more excited about that. Oh it's my god, terrible. I love Andrew Santino. I think he's going to be so so funny. His I love Andrew wife Santino. Is a dancer. Did I did not know, know that? that. Oh, she's like a phenomenal. Her and I will talk, and I'll be like, "Come take my plyo jam class," because I've seen it. like she's a modern dancer, so he knows dance. He knows it. He's going to be like a secret like weapon. 
Oh my God. Does Justine know this? I don't think anyone knows this. I've just gotten close with his wife ish. It's not, we don't talk on the reg, but like whenever we see each other, we kind of like fangirl out. Cause I'm like, I love dance. And she's like, me too. I hope she's coming to the show. I hope she's sitting right next to him. Yeah. <laughs> just for my own selfish I would reason. Love for I would like whisper to his wife and be like, so we think that, um, <laughs> she needs to be made a judge. Like, like I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to tell Justine right after this. Like, do yeah. you know that Andrew Santino's wife is a modern dancer? I like deep stalked her one day on like Instagram or something and she has like really beautiful video like she's a beautiful modern wow. yeah no check her out she's great wow good job Santino when it goes Santino <laughs> I know I'm so excited he's great I know I he's great I also loved his little like bit role on this is us did you know he had a little part oh, on yeah oh it was so the, good the direct did you watch this is us last night I did watch it last night. Oh, I didn't. Will you tell me everything? What do you I mean? I today. cannot tell you everything. And Gabby Conti was like crying in the kitchen watching it. And I was like, what happened? And she was like, Ooh, it's so good, but so rough. No, tell me because I don't have time. I have too much shit going on. Tell like, let's talk about what Let me happened. tell you one of my favorite parts. Okay. Big fat girl, right? Yeah. What's her name? Yeah. I forget. I know. God damn it. Which is this is so rude. That's so rude. Anyway, she went to go to an audition, and then she backed out because there were a bunch of cute girls there. And then um, she went to her birthday dinner or whatever. And then they were like, "What do you mean you didn't go to the audition?" And she was like, "There were a bunch of cute girls there. I got intimidated." And she was like, "Then all of a sudden, she's like, you're right. I'm going back there. I'm going to prove them to who I am." And she goes in and she sings. And then the the guys the casting director director stops her and is like that's enough and then she's like and you're like oh sad and then she's like hey you know what just because i don't look like her doesn't mean that you can't listen to me and, da -da 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 and gives this whole speech and he's like hmm um and then he calls up the cute girl and he's like hey can you sing for a second and the girl blows like blow like it, her pipes are like insanely good and he's like, yeah, so she's our backup singer. She just got demoted because she's not good enough to be the lead singer. Has nothing to do with your body image. It has to do with the fact that you're out of practice. Like, and I think that it was like, the thing that I love about This Is Us is it's so layered. Whereas like some shows will hit the first note where it's like, she's fat and that's not fair. Or like will hit like some other note of like she's fat and she can still do it and I get I'm being super harsh right now and I get that but it's like hit all of the notes like it may not be that it's this illusion that we sometimes we stop our own growth because we go oh I'm not good enough which is what she'd been doing I'm not good enough I'm not skinny enough so I'm not even going to do this at all and so if you fall into this illusion that is Los Angeles which is like I'm not good enough because of this, this, and this. Then you just stop practicing. And then you aren't good enough not because of this, this, and this. It's because you're not working. Because you're not working. <laughs> and so, like, I thought it was a really good... T and But then she was like, I'm glad to know that it's because I'm not good enough. Because that's what I can work on. And that's what it always... And it's like, that's the bigger lesson. It doesn't have to do with, like, what you look like. It has to do... Or whatever the illusion is, like... You have to do the work. And I thought that was a really good lesson. And then there was like another thing about the adoption process that was like so deep that I don't even really know if I could fully get into. But basically like he wanted to adopt. His wife was like, I'm not ready. And um, he was like, they were kind of got into it and had a really rough patch. And then it ends up with her being like, I want to adopt. I get that you were adopted as an infant and you want to recreate that. But 
let's adopt the kid nobody wants. Like, let's adopt a teenager. Like, and it was like this rough patch of you're like, she's not listening to him and he just wants to adopt or whatever. But it was like, no, she just wasn't ready and she was really thinking through it. And it's like a testament to like letting your partner breathe, you know? Like, if they're not 100% on board, then like, You've got to let them go through their thing and then maybe they'll present you with an even more beautiful option, you know, like they'll compromise with you on and even make it better, you know, like and so I just really like these. This is us always has so many human layers, like whereas sometimes I feel like TV will like we're going to teach you one lesson and it's (laughs) done. And I don't think human life is like that. I think human life is much more complex and messy and 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 you know, like just because people don't talk about a lot of things because we're not supposed to. So I like this is us because I feel like it talks about a lot of stuff. It gets messy. Yeah. It gets messy. I think that's why people loved it so much. Yeah. I, um, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I like to what I call wasp it away under mm-hmm. a rug mm-hmm. and not talk about all the things. Right. And I feel like shows like that kind of put a mirror up to your face and they make you face some shit right. and you're like maybe I should just do the harder route and actually talk about what I want or right. you know what's really upsetting me and you always end up okay you always end up okay <laughs> you really do right <laughs> you know you usually get a better answer out of it I've found that challenging in relationships did you and your boyfriend watch it together last night yeah yeah does he like it as much as you do yeah did you turn him on to it? No. We both, we weren't, I we hadn't that. met at the time when it started. I'm just crushing these meatballs and she cheese. She loves Locatelli cheese, dad. She's Ooh. pouring Locatelli cheese on wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, they're there for you to crush. Yeah, no, we, um, stirring and making like a meat cheese. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, no, we, when it had first started, we hadn't met. So I had watched the first um, season by myself. He had watched the first season by himself and then. He was recently was like, oh, this is, this is coming out. It's yeah. going to come back. And I was it's like, like, I love this is us. up. Yeah. I was like, wait, it's out tonight. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I was rehearsing, Heidi. You were like, I missed it. <laughs> God damn it. I know you remember you FaceTimed, but that's why I was with him because oh, we were yeah. watching This Is Us. <laughs> so, yeah, she FaceTimed me from rehearsal while I was with my boyfriend watching This Is Us. And when you guys, when I was like, I was like, they want to do bye bye bye. And he was like, you've never done a, s- a same whatever I can't give away anything why and then I was like and then he was like looking up in sync like <laughs> categories and he's like what about this one what about that I one? love it like my boyfriend is such a coach right now yeah like he I was going through songs with him he was like no no no, that's not iconic enough no he was like yes yeah I even know that dance yeah like it's so funny I love that that's good support right there yeah, good support so yeah you FaceTimed us during our this is us moment wow that's like but yeah no he had watched it by himself I what we hadn't met yet or known each other really and Oh. And so now season two. Do we do we know how Jack dies yet? Does that do they shed some light on they it? They shed some light on it, but we don't technically know because sometimes Ooh. you know this I was gonna say there is another third line that I didn't totally get to, but they did shed some light on it. Then they twisted you and ripped your heart oh, out God. and then you're like, Is that really what happened or is there some other story here? Ugh. Like because you know, sometimes you'll be like, oh, I think this is the story, and then the next nope. episode you'll be like, Oh, that wasn't the you're story. Like, he didn't die drunk driving. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Did you cry in front of your boyfriend? Did he cry too? We didn't cry. No. No crying. I, I respect that a lot. Um. Oh, we God. watched uh the Lady Do- Gaga documentary. I've heard that's so good. It's really good. I it's guys, on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Okay. If you, if anyone needs my password, <laughs> let me know. Um, it's on Netflix. 
Everyone knows that listens to this podcast religiously that I'm a big fan of Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. I really respected what she did in the documentary. I was obsessed with the scenes that showed her in the studio with Mark Ronson mm-hmm. playing. I feel like that's her happy place when mm-hmm. she's creating and just being herself. Her and Florence from um, Florence and the Machine. 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 They're, they have such great chemistry together and you could tell there's such like a high mutual respect between them. Loved that. It is a lot of crying. A lot. She's in a lot of pain throughout the entire mm. thing. Mm. And I've heard that they cut out a ton of interviews. She was supposed to actually be talking a lot more to camera and they cut a lot of that out. And I think that would have served the documentary more because... A lot of it, it, you're just like, okay, like she's in pain all the time. Like, right. What you're are like, we going to do? Right. <laughs> you're like, is she over anything? Yeah. Or? <laughs> like, it's just, it's a lot. I did love watching her. Um, they did everything at the Super Bowl. They filmed all that. And uh-huh. I think the best thing that comes away from it is she is just like a little theater nerd, which right. I think you are. I am. Right. And it's so relatable. Like she's never, I feel like she's not like one of the cool girls that's just too right. cool for anything. Right. She's, she's embraced her weirdness. She's embraced all of it. And it's cool to see her evolve. And she talks about becoming a woman. She talks about being in her thirties and being kind of like, fuck it with men. And right. You know, and she is in a lot of pain and she's fragile i love the stuff with her parents and her family i'm really close with my family and you can see that like love her dad's like always there with her which is i think the dream you want like your closest whether it's your parents or your friends like yeah everyone's family is different wants somebody people to be close to them even if if they say they don't they do sorry you do and i think if you're at that level like she's lucky enough to be able to like afford to just have them with her all the time right that's like the goal for me Mm -hmm. i want my inner circle to experience everything with me and be with me right and so i absolutely love that aspect. but we finished it and it was a lot of crying and i didn't cry my boy i before it started i looked at the main squeeze and i was like i dare you not to cry during this (laughs) (laughs) you know and because we went to the concert together and the concert was more moving than the documentary for me. Oh, we mm. both were crying like babies. Sorry. Sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but I don't know. I kind of finished it and was like, okay, maybe I need to watch it again. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I get it. As a crier myself, you got to <laughs> cut it off at some point. It was just a at lot. At some point you're like, yeah, I've seen you cry enough. Like yeah. now I'm wondering what's actually important and what's not. <laughs> yeah. Because at first lot. I was like, oh, you really hurt. And then you're like, oh, you still hurt. Oh, <laughs> wow. You hurt all the time or what's happening? The, yeah. A lot of the crying came from pain. I'm not going to lie. Like physical pain, which sucks. Um, and I thoughts and prayers were sending to you, Lady Gaga in Europe. I think she might be back here. She yeah. had to cancel her whole European leg of her tour. Oh, wow. Would you ever go on tour? I feel like that would be a fun thing for you to like dance and like do like all the things on tour. I feel I like mean, stand up to the street should be on tour. Oh, I would love to stand up to the streets was on tour. I mean, we go to New York. That'll be our first tour day and our last <laughs> on the books. <laughs> you should so, just extend it. You should just keep doing it. Yeah. Well, we got to have a little help with that. We luckily had a little help with our agency to get us into New York Comedy Fest. But I would love to. I mean, I'd like to. I want to travel. That's always what I want to do. So I'd be happy to go on tour. Have you and the main squeeze traveled together yet? We've gone to Palm Springs twice. Okay. We've gone to Newport Beach. 
I think Palm Springs is the farthest we've gone. Do you have any tips for the meatballs? Traveling with your significant other, someone you're hooking up with, like a spouse, anyone. What are the best travel tips for you? For maintaining your sanity and for not grossing each other out too much. Oh, man, I'm the messy one. So um, I think girls that do a lot of shit always are. Yeah, you think so? I do. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm the messy one, so I'm sure he's got better tips than me. He's probably <laughs> like, when she doesn't throw away something, don't lose your shit. Just remind her that it's not in the trash can yet. Like, um, yeah, no, I don't know. I guess just, like, maybe be aware of what you're asking your partner to do. I remember we went to Palm Springs and and... And I, I think I, I think I had an attitude about something. It was early on in our relationship, and he was like, "I like you. I jumped in the pool for you. Do you?" He's black, so he's like, "I don't get my hair wet. I got my hair wet for you. I like you. I'm jumping in the pool for you." And it's like, "Oh yeah, like so." Make sure you always enjoy the vacation, as opposed to like maybe bringing something else. Or into like focusing it. On yeah, like focusing on a certain thing. And I can get like, really yeah, like I find one thing and then you're like, oh, this is the thing I can fight about. Yeah. <laughs> and we it's like, like to do why are girls. you focusing on that? Focus on the good thing. Yeah. yeah. I can sometimes be a self-sabotager. I have to like stop myself. Same. Like stop and smell the roses. Yeah. Which we're doing with our rosé. Yay. I hope you guys are listening and drinking rosé every time we mention Stand Up to Dusty. Yeah, I know. It's a fun <laughs> drinking game. It's a fun drinking game. Yeah. Um, no, that's great. I love it. Um, I want to know, actually, like rapid fire question round. Let's go. Yeah, let's go for it. Um, where do you see yourself in five years? I see myself with a lot more money in my bank account. Cool. Um, I see myself on a television show. Um, my goal is... TV, uh, and I mean that by whether it's Netflix, Hulu, whatever, on a formatted television show. Uh, in five years, I would like to have my, I want an old muscle car. Um, so I'd like to have my old muscle car in five years, t- TV show, um, in, I would hope to be a financially stable place, and um I don't know. I guess in five years, you got to start thinking about if you're going to be a mom or not on my timeline. So. Mm. Babies. <laughs> I at a later point in another podcast will totally talk to you guys about my nannying days. I have nanny diaries oh, that are wow. to die for. Wow. Yes. So I will talk to you about that. Where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, <laughs> uh, I really think I'm going to start producing more. Dope. I I have some stuff written and a lot of ideas about actually this podcast being kind of like turned into a dramedy or a sitcom. Fun. You know. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Main Squeeze, I'm going to give you credit on this one. He thinks something like, you know, a, a female sportscaster. I love that. Is going through it. Who's kind yeah. of a hot mess. Ooh, I love that. You know, like that's not really out there. I love that. Um, so that would, I, I love producing stuff. I love working with women. I love just working with people I love. I love working with women too. You know, so I just want to keep creating. I was We're telling. The dominant race. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did that. Especially right now. We're the dominant race. We um, keep no, it all together. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We both need each other yeah um i i was telling heidi before we started this podcast that like 
I forgot how much I loved creating and choreographing and dancing and performing. So like I would love to combine all the things somehow. I don't know where, but yeah, down the, I mean, maybe kids. In fact, I don't want to be able to, I don't want to have kids until I'm not selfish. I get it. Oh, I get it. Uh, I wish only our uterus could be on the same timeline as us. Like, hey, I'm ready to not be selfish. Turn you on now. Maybe we'll go the this is us route. Maybe it'll be adoption. We don't know. I just want to be happy in five years. Mm. I don't want to be bartending and doing all the side jobs. Not to knock bartending. If that's your fucking passion and you love it, good for you. I might need to take over your bartending shifts. (laughs) That's been really hard and I meatballs does is this hard for you like juggling schedules like yeah it's I keep getting triple scheduled in all aspects of yeah. life and juggling family and work and Personal passions and, and boyfriends and everything it's just really hard so I'm gonna share some tips with you guys on like my Facebook and whatnot and if you want to DM me totally share with us yeah how to schedule right how yeah. to schedule how do you do it I don't. I go, oh, shit. This is going to be a rough couple of days. (laughs) (laughs) And then I go, I guess I'll get my head out of the sand on Saturday. Like, so I'm not really great at it yet. I just all of a sudden realize that like a huge wave is coming and I've overscheduled myself and Uh then there'll be a lull and then there'll be a wave. It would nice to it would be nice to have it more even, but um, haven't figured that out yet. We chose to be. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so. You know what just came to mind? This is off topic, but I talk about the show a lot when we were talking about this is us with the layers and everything. I think that's what people related to with Big Little Lies Mm. was that all the characters and like they were real. They were very complex and they showed the dark, dirty side of everyone, but also like the real fun side. Yeah. Sorry, I Reese Witherspoon reminds me of someone who schedules things really well, and that's where yeah, that thought process like, came from. Yep. Um, okay, Frank Sinatra or Dean Martin? Uh, I think I'm Dean Martin. Oh, I like yeah. that. You're the first person to say Dean. Really? Yes. I think I'm a Dean, maybe. Dean? Okay, I could see that. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a little more edgy, I feel like. Yeah, I think he's a little more edgy than Sinatra. I get Sinatra's smoothness, but I think it may be a Dean. I'm going to go with Dean today. I like it. Um, Tupac or Biggie? Oh, I'm Tupac all the way. <laughs> Callie. I'm Tupac. I'm Callie. I'm political. I'm rough. I'm Riley. I'm like, I'm very wild. I like, I, I'm i I'm for sure Tupac. I've been arrested. I like, you know, I. Wait, can we hear that story? Oh, yeah. It's nothing. It's a very white collar crime. I was wet and reckless on Oscar night. I blew a point oh nine. And I didn't lie to the cops. It's I was Oscar night, though. It's Oscar night. Yep. They gave me, it's still, yeah. It's but, there. Um, no, I'm definitely Tupac. Tupac. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I wanted to do all Jay-Z when I first heard you guys were yeah. putting me up. And I wanted to come out to public service announcement. E- but then I, I found love that song. It's my fa- It's I love that song. my top three I of love all time the, I songs. love the, so in the. Whether it's next year, 10 years, 20 years from now, you'll never be able to say that I lied to you, Jack. Yes. Bam. <gasps> Been a lie. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to come on the show again and do it. Yeah. I want to do, I just want to go insane on that stage. Oh, that song. So good. I want to lose my mind to it. So good. But I feel like to be on brand with the judges, this isn't the best. Yeah. One. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> That's my favorite. Shout out to the Whiskey Lifestyle and Griffin Moore for introducing that song into my life 12 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> um, did you play sports as a kid? Uh, I did volleyball in junior high and then I did cheerleading in high school 
And other than that, it was just drama. And that was it. Okay, I'm not going to ask you favorite sports played as a kid that. Nope. Meatballs or bouillonnaise sauce over spaghetti? Meatballs. Thank you. I love bouillonnaise, but I respect the meatballs. Meatballs. Yeah, Jersey Shore or Real Housewives of New Jersey? Oh, oh that's a tough one. Oh, I'm going to go housewives at this point in my life and disregard the nostalgia. Not a girl. <laughs> I respect it. <laughs> I'm a grown woman. <laughs> I say I do a joke about how I think Donald Trump was just cast in the wrong role. Well, yeah, he He'd is. an amazing real housewife of New Jersey. He would be an amazing real housewife. <laughs> right? Dude. Like the, yeah. They're both starting orange, shit all the time. Awful weeks. Can you believe what they said to me? Yeah. Oh, that's such a great Never, joke. Never. No one yeah. to shut the fuck up yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, so good. On. Needs more attention all the time. Yeah. <laughs> all the attention. Oh, that's a good tag. Yeah, you should do that. <laughs> Nice girl. Uh, Goodfellas or Casino? Oh, shit. Fuck. Goodfellas. Oh, I respect Ooh, it. Casino's my Casino's favorite movie so of all time. so good, though. Fuck. <laughs> oh, it's too hard. <laughs> I tried. Are you guys doing a couple's costume for Halloween? Oh, my God. I haven't even thought about Halloween. It's so scary. It's happening. Are we doing a couple's costume for Halloween? Well, now you're welcome. I just oh, planned God, that fuck. scene. I wanted to do Ginger and Sam Ace Rothstein from Casino. Oh, cute. And he was like, I don't want to explain to everyone what we are. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Such a great point. I know. (laughs) You guys should just make tags that say, I'm fucking from the movie because you just wear a name tag that is explaining what you are. And in the back, it's like, have you really not seen the movie Casino? It's just like a bunch of like you wear like a plate. You know what I'm saying? Like you wear tags around your neck. Yeah. Okay. It's so true. Do you have a favorite movie? My favorite movie. Well, I just I just debated. It's fresh off my mind. Um, on all deaf digital, you'll see me debating as, uh, eight mile is the best hood movie ever created. So I love eight mile. I love true romance. Mm-hmm. Um, James Gandolfini's in that. And that's one of my favorite scenes with him. Yes. Yeah, there's some good stuff in true ma- romance. Um, and, oh man, Lion King, <laughs> Lion King's a classic, right guys? <laughs> Right, Simba? Yeah, Simba, am I right? Would you be Simba? Uh, Yeah, maybe. Have you ever done musical theater? I played Pocahontas once. (laughs) That's so random. It's so racist (laughs) and random. Wait, I totally forgot. I wanted to ask you, so Heidi does these really cool historical roasts. Oh, I've done those, yeah. Um, At Nerdmount. Yeah. You've played Marilyn Monroe. Uh Uh-huh. Who else have you played? Cleopatra. (sighs) And I was supposed to play someone from Harry Potter, but then I didn't realize until two ba- days before I had a schedule conflict, speaking of c- scheduling. Yeah, what happened? So I didn't play the person from Harry Potter. I saw your Marilyn one. I didn't see Cleopatra. I loved Marilyn. That was my favorite one. How do you even, like, what's your process with that? Sorry, this is supposed to be rapid fire question round, but whatever. My process is, like, I basically just told Historical Roast, if you guys ever do anything that has a sex symbol, then you have to call me. And if you don't call me, then that's your fault because you're having the worst person do it, <laughs> which is technically bullying. So yeah, 
Um, yeah, I don't know what my process is. I just kind of think, I kind of think about like what was happening in the time and what's happening now so that I'm not doing too much of a historical lesson and I can kind of be like, if Cleopatra had Twitter, not that premise, but you know what I'm saying? Like where you're kind of mixing both. So it's you're relatable to the audience. So yeah. It's not just a bunch of old So it's not stuff. just like a, if you didn't know Cleopatra and whatever beast like you're like not giving them a history lesson you're just kind of like half of a fact half of a lie and here's a joke you know what i'm saying yeah who did Stretch you like better marilyn monroe marilyn oh you man marilyn i loved marilyn Ooh, oh man loved her again. oh she's so good yeah. she was so fun you're yeah. good at just jumping into character. Like her ginger spice was so on point. I love ginger oh. too. So fun. She's so fun. Yeah. I want to meet her. I feel like we could meet her. Right. She could be a guest. Right. She could be, actually, she could be a judge yeah. on your show. Yeah. Do you have a dream judge? Like, is there someone that's like my dream guest is Lady Gaga or Britney Spears? Right. Um, who is like your dream judge? I want to put that out there in the universe. Oh, for, you. for sure, Puff Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure, Puff Sorry, Daddy. We've been screaming so Just much. Just because of like, I don't know if you remember making the band, but like he was so hard on the girls for dancing. I just feel like he would be like, I feel like he would be equally as frustrated, but also understanding that it's a comedy show. And I would just like to see Puff Daddy have to get through watching Sand for the Streets <laughs> without being like, White people, what? Like, like I, like what? Like, so I would love Puff Daddy, and oh I, God. and I would love to look at Puff Daddy and like screw up a move and look at him and be like, take that, take that, <laughs> take that, take that. Like, and I just would love Puff Daddy, me personally. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, I dove so hard down a VH1 hip hop honors hole this morning. Yeah, and they went into Honey and Mariah. Carey oh, Honey's and, great. And yeah, Puff Daddy, and I love that you called him Puff Daddy and Up He Diddy. Oh yeah, Puff and Daddy yeah, for he's me, Puff man. Puff Daddy to us. Yeah, he's Puff Daddy. Oh, he's God. our he's our Puff Daddy. God, yes, he'd be an amazing judge. I feel like we can make that happen. I think that it's not too far off. I, I think definitely. it's possible. All right, Puff Daddy, if you listen or anyone Puff Daddy adjacent, um, again. Uh, email me at what's your jersey podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, is there anything that you want parting words to say to the guests? I don't know. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, You're not done yet. You have a reading to do. Oh, fine. Told you fine. About. But like any anything, and I'm going to let you pimp your shit out before. Oh, I mean, watch reading. hashtag millennials on October 17th. We come on on Tuesdays. They're just 10 minute episodes, so you don't have to commit the whole night to it. Um, it's on DirecTV and AT&T U-verse, um, I believe. And um, uh, Big Bear is out on Netflix and Amazon Prime and iTunes. Who um, else is in Big Bear? There's some cool. Adam Brody in is in Big Bear he's from the OC. Is he's, he married? He I is feel married. Like he's married to um, someone he, we he's should. He's married know. to. Um, why can I not remember her name right now? Is it someone that he was on the OC with? Lee Lee Meister Lee Leighton Meester Leighton Meester. Oh, they had a mate. He had had that when we were filming. He had that baby during the filming. Oh wow. So he was showing us videos of the baby when it was like a newborn and he was such a cute dad. He'd like drive back to LA like on some weeknights if they stop, stop shooting early or go back on weekends. Such a cute like father. He was so funny. He was hilarious. He was a pleasure to work with. Tell everyone um, about Big Bear. Big Bear is basically a bachelor party gone wrong. Um, he is supposed to 
they're supposed to be celebrating their ba- his bachelor party and uh, the day of his bachelor party his fiance breaks up with him oh. um, and uh, has it because of another love interest and it is a bachelor party gone awry um, and they bring up her love interest to Big Bear and kind of hilarity ensues um and uh yeah and it's really fun and um tyler levine is in it who is uh i i know he may not be a household name in the states because he is uh canadian based but he was on deadbeat on hulu he was in that um melissa mccarthy movie that came out recently i can't remember but he is a fucking genius like he was he is I felt like I was watching a comedy lesson working with him on set. He was so, so funny. Um, Zachary Knighton and Joey Kern were also hilarious. Zachary Knighton was my love interest in the movie. Um, and he's so funny. I believe he's doing um, uh, Santa Clarita Diet now. And um, Joey's a writer, producer, director that has got, I think he's got another movie in the works. Um Everyone is so, so funny. Uh, so that's, but yeah, Adam Brody would, I would say is like the big name of the movie mm-hmm. and was a pleasure and to Heidi work with. Heidi And Heidi <laughs> She's a big name. Yeah. Any upcoming shows you want to pimp out? Um, I have a show in Santa Monica on Monday at a speakeasy. Um, I'm sure I'll be posting about it. Stand Up to the Streets is October 3rd. Um, I'm at the Comedy Union a lot, which is on La Brea and Pico. Um, also New York New York, New York Comedy Festival you New York people we will be in New York uh, November 9th for Stand Up to the Streets at the Highline Ballroom and so cool. other than that where can they find you? Uh, at the Redhead Heidi on Instagram just the Redhead Heidi on Twitter um, but start with at the Redhead Heidi and then you'll pretty much find everything else alright you've made it you've made it to the lyrics round oh my god <laughs> you've made it to the end okay normally this is a special edition okay Normally, I have everyone do a Lady Gaga read. Yeah. Justine did a Britney read. Okay. It was a very Britney heavy. Got pod. it. But I decided in honor of our NSYNC judge and our pop star themed yeah. show, your, not ours. Yeah. Um, I This is a song that her boyfriend um, suggested last night. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's more on brand for you. So instead of reading Lady Gaga lyrics, you're going to be reading NSYNC's girlfriend okay. lyrics. And you, you can read, you can sing, you can do in a Jersey accent, you can just interpret it however you want. You can start wherever you want in the song. It's a little repetitive in the beginning. You can make it okay, your fun. own. All right. This is a blast. This is a little dramatic read for you. Yeah. I'll let you look over it for a second. I'm going to remind the meatballs how they can find me. I am at Jacqueline Marfuji on Instagram. Twitter, Facebook, I'm just Jacqueline Marfuji. There's there's a little fan page that was started for me and then my personal page and you can find me on either of those. Also, you can see my shows. Um, obviously, stand up to the streets on Monday. Get there 730, no later. I'm also at the Ice House in Pasadena this Friday night, 10 p.m. show. And I have another show I'm so excited about. Even though it's in November, it's November 16th. It's at the Laugh Factory, and Natasha Leggero is headlining. Oh, I love Natasha Leggero. She's one of my biggest yeah, comedy influencers. Yeah, I agree. Um, she is someone I looked up to when I was working at the Laugh Factory. I would watch her almost every single night and be like, this bitch is amazing, and then found out she had cocktail served at uh, the Sunset Marquee Hotel, Bar 1200 Bar, before I was there. 
And so I feel like it's like a weird progression thing. And we have kind of a similar point of view on certain things. Um, she does a Fergie joke. I don't know if she's still doing it, but I respect that because I love Fergie. So that excited me, even though she made fun of her. Anyway, November 16th, The Laugh Factory. It's a Pretty Funny Women showcase. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to be posting the ticket link and all the things. I would love for you meatballs to be there. It's going to be so, so funny. Are we ready for our read? Yeah. Let's do it. Let you go for it, girl. Well, I was going to wrap it. I love. Yes. You're the first person to rap. <laughs> All oh right. Let's see. Let's see how it goes. Because I don't know this song that. So this is girlfriend is a rap. Hey, won't you be my girlfriend? Won't you be my girlfriend? Would you be my girlfriend? Hey, hey. I don't know why you care. Hey, you've been thinking about him. He don't even know you here yet. Yeah, wait, I fucked this up. Hold on. I don't know why you care. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Fuck. All right. Oh, wait. The girlfriend part is screaming out. Okay. Hey, he don't even know you there. Hey, because he don't love your eyes and he don't love your smile, girl. You know, that ain't fair. Hey, in the middle of the night, is he gonna be there? Will he run it high? Hey, you don't know why those things ain't clear. And baby, why do you cry? Is he really gonna be by your side? Does the man even know you alive? Oh, I got an idea. Does he know how you feel? Are you sure that it's real? Does he ease your mind or does he Break your side, hey! Did you know that he could love be a shield? Oh, in the middle of the night, is he gonna be by your side or will he run and hide? Do you know? Cause the things ain't clear. And baby, when you cry, is he gonna stand by your side? This rap is so all the way off. <laughs> Fuck! I couldn't decide between three rappers. Heidi, that was. I apparently can't decide if they want to be my girlfriend or their side chick. I fucked that up. This rosé. You did not fuck anything <laughs> up. You I got fucked up. Mic. I got a little bit. I got a little bit in and then I fucked up again. Guys, um, I just tried to Snapchat story. Look at how many boxes you filled. How many what? I don't know how to send all of those to you. I don't know. All of it. I, I don't know. Weave it all together. Weave them all together. That was Save the them all. Ever Save them all. I don't My know what hurts. happened. It hurts from being so happy by that. Um. You yeah. That. I mean... Are you available for like birthday parties and like bathrooms? Yeah, I mean like <laughs> I just feel like I fucked that up, but I'm sure there's something in there. You really did it. Okay, okay, that okay. That was so impressive. There's just like three different versions of what that rap is. I don't. I'll be like, we could sample it this way. We could sample it I that way. That. <laughs> I don't even know how you did that. That was amazing. Nothing. So, yeah. This is such a treat for me and the meatballs. Nothing, <laughs> nothing like that has ever happened here. And what's your jersey? Hilarious. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. I'm so excited. Yay. Yay. Give it up for yourself. Oh, my God. Thank you for having me. All I did was eat your meatballs and your rosé. I didn't even get in the vegetables because I'm an asshole. No, that's fine. You you make me really happy. But you make that. me happy. <laughs> Yay. Well, Yay. guys, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope you have an awesome weekend. I can't wait to talk about our dance battle Yay! show. Yes. Annabelle DeSisto is my guest next week. And we're going to recap everything. So fun. And also, if you have any ideas for costumes or like anything, send them my way. Yay. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much for being here, Heidi. Thank you for having me. You're the shit. You're a breath of fresh air. So are you. You're so reveal revealing. No. Re real and refreshing. <laughs> which is also kind of revealing. Yeah, which is revealing. And um, yeah, guys, meatballs. I'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks for listening to What's Your Jersey. Bye. Bye. Bye.